Day number 142. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show. Great to be back. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, now, I'm away, and what do I hear Joe Biden saying? Well, first, he doesn't know what it means. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, what rock are you living under? But that's a different story for a different day. Uh, Biden saying there's no, no federal solution to COVID. We'll get into more of this in the in the next hour, but this is important. I'll tell you why in a second. Look, there is no federal solution. This gets solved at a state level. I'm looking at Governor Sununu on the board here. He talks about that a lot. And it ultimately gets down to where the rubber meets the road, and that's where the patient is in need of help or preventing the need for uh, help. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. He said it again and again and again and again and again. Listen. What I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. It's his ineptitude that caused the virus, caused the country to have to shut down in large part. And as I've gone through in the last hour, the media mob was there at the same time, all lying to you. We learned a lot, and we'll talk to our medical professionals at the top of the next hour. Uh, fully vaccinated people, they're getting Omicron. Fully vaccinated people with boosters are getting Omicron. Fully vaccinated people with boosters and previous infections are getting Omicron. How do I know? Because I know people. Uh, I, I dealt with this my entire vacation, to be very honest with you. Uh, but don't li- if you listen to MSDNC, the vaccine stops the virus. Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. Mm -hmm. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It cannot use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. Wrong again. That means wrong again. Anyway, John uh, Solomon, editor-in-chief, justthenews.com, actually went through a a spat with Twitter, had to appeal their decision, which was to suspend him on Twitter. And they've since lifted the suspension. Uh, John Solomon joins us now. Uh, First, you didn't. What was it that they felt that they didn't want? Because the first thing they did was put up a disclaimer. Don't trust this information. Right. Yeah, so listen, this wasn't a controversial story at all. What it was was a story where we interviewed Pfizer, and Pfizer said before we start to use the new version of our vaccine, the one that is fully market approved, we're going to use the remainder of the version of the vaccine that was approved under the emergency order beginning when President Trump said they had excess supply, and they wanted to use that up, makes sense, right, until they use a new one. There's very little difference in the chemical makeup of the vaccines. In fact, Pfizer said it's indistinguishable, but there are different legal Distinctions. If someone gets the emergency use vaccination versus the market-approved one, there are both uh, liability protections that are different, and uh, a emergency use vaccine can't be mandated by a government to be uh, taken by someone. The government can't mandate someone to take the emergency use. They can mandate take it. So all we did was point this out because a federal judge pointed it out in a court ruling. 100% accurate. Nothing in the story was inaccurate. wasn't even controversial, and Twitter flagged it. They suspended me from uh, Twitter for uh, 12 hours. We appealed. We said, listen, the story's right. But not only that, Pfizer's not objecting to it. And we interviewed 
10 immunologists, 10 experts, and said, is there anything inaccurate in this story, dangerous to the public health? Every one of them said no. And Twitter came back in about a day and said, we made an error. We should never have suspended you. We should never have blocked the story. And they reversed uh, their entire decision. So that's how that's the world we live in. Yeah, they, they admitted Trump. that they made a mistake on not carrying the, the Hunter Biden laptop that's story, right. too. But that was well enough so far after the election. It was, you know, a ridiculous statement at the time here. Exactly. Um, I want to ask you about two other issues. One, I want to get an update on the what's going on, this revelation inside a court filing this month as it relates to John Durham. I, yes. I, I know this audience is frustrated by all of this, as I have been. Uh, all of this could have the low hanging fruit in the inspector general's report was enough from my estimation uh, to indict a lot of people. And that never happened. Uh, but anyway, uh, the filing this month in the case of Igor Danchenko, a Russian analyst, was a prime who was a primary source source for Steele's, you know, dirty Russian dossier that Hillary paid for, is now charged repeatedly with lying to the FBI during the Russia collusion probe and has pleaded innocent. Um, but the motion asked the presiding judge to determine whether Danchenko's lawyers. Uh, and law firm pose a conflict of interest as the firm also represented Hillary, the Hillary for America campaign, as well as several former campaign officials in matters before the special counsel. Yeah, an extraordinary filing. And, and one of the things you learn about John Durham's investigation is that every court filing tells a story. It isn't just an, a, an avenue to uh, debate an issue. He actually tries to tell a story. So in this one, he goes out and says, listen, it, it's odd to me that Hillary Clinton's law firm is also representing this witness. And as this trial goes along, and as we explore the possibility that the inf- uh, uh, we show the court that the information in the Steele dossier was wrong, Hillary Clinton, the campaign, may have diverged interest from Igor Danchenko, the man who gave the bogus information to uh, Christopher Steele. And therefore, Judge, before we proceed any further, please check and see if this is a, a conflict of interest that you don't want to occur in your courtroom. He, he drops several bombshells in making that case. He says it's possible Hillary Clinton campaign officials will be called to testify at these court proceedings, including the trial. He said that there may have a different, uh, they may begin pointing the fingers at each other, meaning Danchenko is going to say Hillary Clinton gave me bad information or gave me a bad assignment, and Hillary Clinton campaign is going to say, well, no, he gave Christopher Steele and made that whole document uh, a problem for us. So the divergent interest, he, he points that out. All of these are big hints of what he's been finding in his very secret grand jury investigation. And what's clear now is that Hillary Clinton's campaign is the center of one aspect of this investigation. What they knew did they know they were giving false information to the FBI? That's become a central question for John Durham to resolve. Now, if he's going to resolve it in the affirmative, that would mean for somebody like me or you that we'd be indicted. Um, right. We've yet to see that happen. And there were multiple referrals for lying to Congress, for example, in, in Michael Horowitz's Inspector General report. Nobody, nobody moved on those. That's right. There's many, many, many people that have been referred. I don't think anyone that was referred is out of jeopardy. Uh, the, uh, I see a lot of activity right now, Sean. I know it's slow and it's long, but I think we've been accurate in reporting what was going on. Uh, I think there are a lot of people that are still in jeopardy, and I think there are two buckets that John Durham is focused on. One is the Hillary Clinton world. Who was involved in uh, creating the false story, and did they know what they were giving to the FBI was false? Because if they knowingly and willfully did so, then they're about to 
be uh, indicted, and you saw Michael Sussman, one of Hillary Clinton's lawyers, indicted in November. The second bucket is, what did the FBI know about the bad level, how bad the information was, and did they ignore those warning signs and go to the court, go to Congress, and give a bad story? If so, more people in the FBI are likely to be charged. I see two different investigations going on in the grand jury right now, talking to defense lawyers and other people. Both are very active, and I think we're going to see some new activity publicly for the first time uh, early this year. All right, let me ask you about something that I know you're working on uh, as it relates to perhaps ballot harvesting in 2020. Can you give us any hint of what might be coming? Absolutely. So the one area that we've gotten a lot of traction, a lot of evidence starting to build, is the possibility that in some battleground states there was an operation for people to go out and gather others' votes and deliver them for them. That's a tactic called harvesting. In most states like Georgia and Wisconsin and uh, Pennsylvania, it is illegal for someone to deliver another person's vote. For instance, the Pennsylvania governor, Tom Wolf, had to admit a, a couple of weeks ago that he illegally allowed his wife to deliver his vote. Not a big deal, not a big scandal, but it's illegal. If you do it on a widespread uh, uh, basis, you could influence the election. You could have one party abiding by the law and another party not abiding by the law and getting more votes delivered because they were harvesting. We are seeing signs that harvesting was going on in four or five states. We're, we're digging in. We believe there's one or two states that are now opened real investigations into it, and I hope over the course of this week and next week we'll be able to break some news on this front, but I think this is one of those unresolved questions from 2020. Did a group of people cheat? Did they go out and gather other people's votes and deliver them to those drop boxes? Uh, it's looking like there's more and more evidence that that may have occurred, and we're going to get to the bottom of it step by step. There are some reports that may be video evidence. Is that true? Yes, remember, in Georgia, for instance, and in other states, there were video cameras, surveillance cameras, put on the drop boxes. So the theory has always been if someone was going to run a harvesting campaign, they would put them into these new drop boxes that were sitting on street corners and in other locations. So there is video footage that I've seen that would suggest that people were coming at the wee hours of the morning with large numbers of ballots, putting them into a box. Again, it's, the video looks to be that way, but you've got to do the ground investigation and find out what was really going on. But there's some video footage. There also may be one or two cooperating witnesses in one of these states that have acknowledged it. The states that I've been looking at, Arizona, Pennsylvania, uh, Wisconsin, and Georgia, and I think Georgia's the most ripe. But I think in the next couple of days we'll, we'll learn some new information there. All right, John Solomon, editor-in-chief of JustTheNews.com. Thank you, sir, for being with us. As you get more information, we'll, we'll bring it to this audience. We appreciate it, uh, as always, you being with us. Thanks, Sean. Have a good day. All right, quick break. We'll come back right to the phones. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. All right, let's get to our busy telephones here. Let's say hi to Barbara is in Maryland. Happy New Year, Barbara. Glad you uh, checked in with us. Hope you had a good Happy holiday. Happy New Year, Sean. How are you? I'm great. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, promise I had an Omicron vacation, but I don't know. It's, it's too <laughs> deep to go into all the details, but thank God everybody's okay. How are you? Well, I'm recovering right now, and I had three vaccines, and I'm recovering right now. You might be able to hear I've got a little bit of raspiness. But you know what, Sean? I'm I call it the better. Omicron voice. I can, I, I actually can almost spot it now and hear it yes, when I talk to yes, people. Because it did. You know, that's where it started was in the throat. That's, well, that's yeah, and the, for a lot of people, it's not been that severe. For most people I know, it's not been that severe. 
Um, It was a little touch and go early on in terms of I didn't know how bad this could get for some people. Younger people are getting it. Vaccinated people are getting it. People like Mm -hmm. you vaccinated and boosted are getting it. People vaccinated and having previous infections are getting it. It's it's unlike anything we've seen. All the reason, all the more reason why all of these mandates, everything should be stopped immediately, because what we're trying to fight is really. A very bad cold, Sean. That's what this is. I have had, not of late, but I've had hangovers worse than COVID, okay? (laughs) What's your drink of choice? (laughs) I really do like Crown Royal. Wow. Um, But this is is a variant that is way more contagious, far less lethal. Um, But what I don't understand is how did we run out of testing? How is it possible that the one thing that that you can use as a therapeutic, and we'll get into it more with Brian Tyson and doc, Dr. Brian Tyson and Dr. Farid. How is it we ran out of monoclonal antibodies? How is it that uh, these new medicines, the antiviral medicines, were not available? How does Joe Biden get to go on vacation and walk on the beach with his wife in the middle of all of this? As I, I mean, I, I, you're talking about percentages as high as 20% in cities like New York and other places in the country. Trying to prepare us so they can steal the 2022 election. They're not fooling me. They're not fooling the vast majority of us. And you know what? This is this what's happened with this Omicron, and now it's so mild, and it's so many cases. You know what? This is God giving us herd immunity. When we come on the other side of this, we're done. I would not, uh, you know, as far as mask mandates, it's time for the people in this country to stand up we're, and stop acting as if we're... Um, uh, even the Europeans are showing more cojones than we are right now. Those I'll people tell you, I, most people straight. I know have had it. The trust We've in had it. The, the trust in government now is like below zero, if at all possible. Um, I hope. I just hope you feel better. Are you feeling okay? I'm feeling really much better. I went out and did my yard just before the snow. I did went out and got my, you know, things taken care of out there for the new year. You don't want to have trash in your front yard and stuff like that, you know. But, you know, Sean, before we, before, um, I just got to tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I said I was not going to cry about this. I wasn't because for a long time, every time I thought about the gift you sent, for my grandson, that Nintendo Switch that you said was such a godsend to us, and I'm so grateful to to you. Uh, does he like know. it? Is he happy? Oh, my goodness, yes. People know how generous you are and how sweet it was and how much it was so it was so helpful to me uh, for him for Christmas, and I'm very grateful to you for that. Uh, you're very, you're very, very welcome, and I'm so happy he liked it. I, I, I consider my life an undeserved life, and upon reflection, I'm very grateful for all the things that I have, including this audience and the opportunity to be here every day with you. And, and if I get to do something nice occasionally for people, it's my pleasure. God bless you, Barbara. Feel better, okay? Thank you so much, Sean, and stay sweet just like you are. Well, you're very kind. God bless you. Quick break. Right back. You'll hear what everyone really thinks in D.C. 
This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 down till the top of the hour. We'll get to your calls here. Joe Biden had a New Year's message. Americans are back to joy. I don't know what world he's living in. I don't know what his Christmas vacation was like, New Year's vacation was like. But mine was pretty much dominated with Omicron and friends and listeners to the show. Linda, how many people do we know over the course of the, my two-week vacation got in touch with us? What, what's that? Th- what is Hannity advising in on the on the if you test positive for COVID thing? Um, yeah, it's and, and we we give out as much information as we can and tell people, of course, to coordinate with their doctor doctors. Um, and you know, early on, I was more nervous in the beginning of it. And it turned out to be far less lethal. It's still dangerous for a lot of people with comorbidities and pre-existing conditions and compromised immune systems. But for most people, it's highly contagious, far less lethal and impactful than prior variants. But you don't know until you know. Um, but Joe's New Year's message is Americans are back to joy. I'm like, no, they're not. We often hear people described as ordinary Americans. There's nothing ordinary about them. After losing loved ones, jobs, and facing uncertainty, we're persevering. We're recovering. Back to work. Back to school. Back to joy. That's extraordinary. That's how we made it through this year. Now we'll embrace the next together. And that's uplifting. Doesn't that make you feel better? Makes me feel so much better about where I am in life. He's delusional. More COVID deaths in 2021 than 2020. Great job, Joe. You handed three vaccines and monoclonal antibodies that you did nothing with. And now, by the way, the, all these governors, Christy Nome and, and Abbott and DeSantis, they're begging the federal government, can we buy the, our own monoclonal antibodies? Because... They're trying to get ahead of this themselves and because Joe Biden, you know, w- went to work and literally GSK, which is the, the one monoclonal antibody that everybody wanted, especially for this particular um, variant, uh, is just not available. And that's just because the federal government's buying it and they're rationing it and it's just sitting there and it's called Citrovimab. Uh, put out by Glasgow Smith Klein, and th- nobody can get it. And rightly, Ron DeSantis is saying, "Let me buy my own, like I did the last time." After you started rationing it, the one time he mentioned monoclonal antibodies, it's unreal. Now, you want to talk about denial? It even gets worse. Barbara Streisand, only Barbara Streisand could do this. Joe Biden's economic record in his first year is the best in forty years. She said on Twitter. I'm like, uh, maybe in her life, uh, but for most people, it's been an absolute Adam Schiff show. A 39-year inflation high, gas prices up a buck fifty a gallon. We don't see any hope that they're going to decline because, of course, Joe has artificially reduced the world supply, and he just continues to bang his head on the wall and, and repeat the same mantra, begging OPEC and begging Russia to produce more energy. Uh, you see the price of everything you buy costing more, the cost to fill your tank, heat your home, buy groceries, buy items at the drugstore, go to Home Depot, go to Lowe's, and, and everything you pay for costs more. By the way, inflation is causing the average used car price 
is now $29,000. Okay, most people, you know, that want to use car don't want to pay $29,000. And Biden's going to meet with with farmers about plans to lower their meat prices to meet competition. They can't lower their meat prices because it costs more to take that meat, ship it in an 18-wheeler that's paying a buck 50 more a gallon for diesel to get it to the store and locations around the country. Did you notice there was an article that now restaurants are selling chicken thighs instead of like chicken breasts and and the more desirable parts of the chicken that people tend to like more? I, I'm not a big chicken thigh guy, Linda. You like ch- chicken thighs? I don't like them. I mean, it's so funny you saying this because I literally went through this this weekend. I was at the store and I was getting food for the week, you know, and uh, kids back to school or they should be. And um, the whole produce and poultry section was completely empty completely empty i went up to the guy in the store so what's going on he goes we can't get it in there's well, a we ton of stuff the, the chicken legs i went it's shopping insane. yesterday ton of stuff i couldn't get what is wrong to consider inflation transitory these price spikes seem like they're going on going to be with us a while uh, kamala harris is on cbs's sunday show and uh, economists now are admitting, and the Fed is now admitting, and even Janet Yellen is beginning to admit that inflation has only gotten worse, and it's likely to be sustained for a long period of time. Uh, but we have to address the fact, we've got to deal with the fact that folks are paying for gas, groceries, need solutions, so let's talk about that. Short-term solutions include what we need to do around the supply chain. No, the the, the number one answer is energy. By the way, this is the article. It was on foxnews.com. Or I'm sorry, foxbusiness.com. Pricey chicken puts thighs on restaurant menus. I'm not a big fan of, of a chicken thigh. Now, I like chicken cutlets. I like chicken breast. I don't like chicken. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big chicken thigh guy. I, know, I think but, it's pretty good. I don't know. I like it. Well, it depends like on how you cook thighs. it. You're a good cook. You'll figure it out. You know, it's not a matter of being a good cook. You're only as good as the quality of meat that you're cooking with. I don't I like disagree with cut, you, but chicken cutlets, or I like the whole chicken breast, and and I have my own ways, you know, of cooking things. Yes, you do. Um, anyway, let's see what's uh, going on here. With Keith is in North Carolina. What's up, Keith? Glad you called. Nice to talk to you, big fan. Thank you. I was sir. going to give you an update on the monoclonal antibodies. Uh, my seventeen-year-old yeah. son uh, tested positive for COVID about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Um, and after he tested positive, the doctor said, well, you can take him to the local hospital, uh, and they can give him the antibodies. So mm-hmm. I was there the next morning, first thing, got him in line to get him. Although he didn't technically qualify for the antibodies, uh, they pushed him through. He got the antibodies. The next afternoon, about 26, 27 hours later, you never knew the kid was sick. He was over it. The fever, the aches, everything were, was gone. And actually, Every single person that I know, yep. and, and it used to be, you know, a piece of cake for me to help people find a place to get them. Mm-hmm. I can't find places anymore. No. Uh, my neighbors actually tested positive last week, and they went to get the antibodies at the same hospital that I went to, and they didn't have them and didn't know when they were you going to You can't get, get a test. Like, for example, Abbott did a great job of putting together these home tests, and and well, let's say they're ninety seven or eight percent accurate. I know people that that took the home test and that was their first indication they were COVID positive. And now nobody can get a home test. Now you got to wait in line. There were lines in New York four or five hours long to get even a rapid test. Yeah. And 
you know, and and on top of that, then there's no therapeutics available. Although in New York, I've got to give, you know, New York their props. New York is now prioritizing minorities to get uh, either the antiviral medicines that are now apparently doing well with people. I've, I've not. I don't know people that have used them yet, so I can't give you any anecdotal information. I know Dr. Oz has talked at length about them, swears by them, and thinks that they're going to go go a long way in helping people. Um, but the one thing that I know that worked for everybody that I know, that I help get, Linda, how many people have I helped get monoclonal antibodies for in terms of finding, looking, researching where they can get them? In a, like a, a real number? Real number. I would say at least 100, if not more. More, yeah. And it's, you know, because it's the one thing that I know that has worked on everybody. It's And it's worked on people that are fully vaccinated, fully vaccinated and boosted, people with previous infections. I know now a dozen people that had a previous infection that got it again. Mm-hmm. And, and my son, um, my son, we, well, there was four other people in the house besides my son. And none of us ever got any symptoms whatsoever. Um, and we're all unvaccinated. Uh, but none of us had any issues at all. And he actually tested negative for whatever reason. He tested negative four days later. Yeah, well, the monoclonal antibodies I have found, but check with your doctor, work. Yeah, yeah you know, it and, really worked for my son. And, and I honestly, I probably wouldn't have known anything about it had I not listened to Hannity every day of well, my life. I'm glad, I'm glad, listen, I'm glad it helped. That's my job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and nobody else wants to talk about it. You know, now that we have breakthrough cases, any breakthrough cases with boosted people, and now that we have cases where people previously infected are also getting it again, uh, maybe it's time to talk about the therapeutics that work. Why aren't tests available? Why aren't monoclonal antibodies available? Why didn't Joe Biden have the, the wisdom to warp speed production of testing? He had a full year to do it. Why didn't he warp speed the use of monoclonal antibodies? He only mentioned it in his vaccine mandate speech and has never mentioned it again. You never hear it from Fauci. You never hear it from any of these guys because it's one size fits all medicine. You know, I think the debate over vax, don't vax is over. And I think people have made up their mind. And I think at this point, you know, we don't want anybody to die, regardless of what their decision is, regardless of whether you agree or disagree with their decision. Like I read today, the Congresswoman Presley, I agree with nothing she says. And my attitude is I wish her well. I hope she gets, uh, you know, a, a speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Joe Rogan gets pounded. He <laughs> says, I used everything that I could throw at this. Monoclonal antibodies. He used hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. That was his choice in consultation with his doctor. You know what I'm glad? I'm glad that Joe Rogan got better. That's yep. what, when I read that, I'm glad he got better. Yep. But, you know, you, you know, you're not even allowed to talk about anything else uh, in this crazy world. Anyway, Keith, God bless you, man. Uh, best to your son. All right, back to our busy phones. Bruce in Utah. Bruce, you're next. Hey, Sean, appreciate uh, all that you do and say. Um, you know, but thinking a lot about this idea of build back better. When you think about these words, you know, think about the word back. You know, when you look at a conservative position, conservatives are about rising tides, raise all boats. When you look at the opposite side of the spectrum it's a race to the bottom all equality means equal misery so to me you know we don't spend enough time thinking about this word back why are we going back which means to destroy to rebuild 
why don't we build up better instead of back? I'm more concerned about all of the things that we're talking about, which essentially is designed to destroy the economy, destroy the functional democracy we have, so that it's a scorched earth philosophy to build and reconstruct it with a new philosophical structure. To me, well, we, we the, know what that's exactly what the new Green Deal was about. Yeah, I don't know. I'm reading articles that that Joe Manchin came back from vacation is is now back in negotiations with the White House over this. You would think after the CBO scoring, eliminating all these accounting gimmicks and eliminating, you know, the, the sunset provisions that are not real. And a real scoring that 1.75 trillion is really 5.1 trillion. Uh, that's going to add three trillion to the deficit. You would think that Joe Manchin would stand strong, knowing the impact it's having, the negative impact it's having on inflation. I don't know what where Joe Manchin's head is at here. He made the right decision before Christmas, but I'm sure the pressure is going to be enormous on him. Look, Democrats yep. right now, they don't want to talk about the border, which is a disaster, COVID spreading like wildfire no tests available no no therapeutics available because they didn't prepare for this uh they're, they're like misers and they're they're literally hoarding all the monoclonal antibodies and states can't even get their own they don't want to talk about that they don't want to talk about a 40-year high of inflation they don't want to talk about the bad economy the high price of energy the cost of everything going through the roof all they want to talk about is january 6th and Liz Cheney, in an interview this weekend, you know, basically said she wants to purge the party of Donald Trump. And that's what the motivation is. I mean, they're, they're announced, they're, they're telegraphing where they're going with this. And it's, you know, it's just, it's so, it's so predictable. If we're going to talk about what happened on January 6th, can we talk about the 575 riots that killed dozens of Americans, injured thousands of cops, and caused billions in property damage? Can we talk about those two? Exactly right. I mean, isn't it all the same? Ultimately, we have to go back and reconstruct that which we already know has been working and hope to heaven we can recognize that most republics ended about 245 years unless we really change the paradigm here. And it's so blatantly obvious. And I, I love the fact that Tucker and you build, you know, the whole notion that, you know, these folks don't believe a word that they're saying. They're primarily, you know, pushing away truth because guess what? If you don't believe in God, you want to play God. And that's what they're doing. It's a huge, massive redistribution. It, it, it is transforming America into a country that to me would be unrecognizable and they're not far of the you know this is why this year is so imperative this election year and believe me we'll be all over it all year long anyway appreciate the call thank you for being with us quick break right back 